Yeah, God, just bless Marina to this morning. Um, yeah, just give her some good words to tell us. And yeah, just bless to stay. Amen. Hey, thank you. Okay, good morning. Did you guys enjoy the worship last night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Um, there were, uh, there's a few things I want to start with just to kind of create a bit of a context. And then I, I want to ask a little bit about what might have been happening for you last night in the worship time, okay? Because I'm thinking some of what, some of the themes of the song, some of the themes of the worship, um, some of what was happening was connected to some of what we were looking at in class. And so I'm just curious to know what some of your thoughts are, experiences are. So be thinking about that. Like what was going on in your spirit and your heart last night? What did you see happening? Okay, so um, I'll ask you that in a few minutes. Okay, so um, I've got the three chairs up here, and uh, what do those represent? Very good. Okay, so the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and um, and and think of the, the the worship even last night when you were so you were gaining um, more and more awareness. Gosh, there is such a glow at the moment on you guys. I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit or the light from the sun over there, but. <laughs> I need sunglasses on, I think. Okay, so, you know, just, just, <laughs> just, thank you, I don't think, <laughs> thanks. Okay, so just think of, you know, the, when you've been increasingly aware of the, the presence of God, the majesty of God, the, the holiness of God, okay, and, and try to associate that with this spot up here on the stage and these three magnificent beings who are in relationship with one another. You know, we say they're holy, holy, holy. And the reason we say they're holy is because they don't sin against each other and they don't sin against us. And if they're not sinning, what are they doing? Well, they're loving and honoring and respecting. And, you know, so, so the holiness of God is a, is a beautiful thing. It's not a scary thing. It's because even though God has all power, he never uses that power to abuse anyone. Okay, so, so just, just think of this magnificent being and, and this, this awesome presence. And, and then remember, um, uh, we looked at John 14. And Jesus said, listen, uh, he says to his disciples, I'm, I'm going um, to the Father. I'm going to the place where the Father dwells. And he meant here. He meant he was going into the full presence of God. Now, you guys know that he is God. He is God. He always was and he always will be God. But when he was born of Mary, he also became one of us. And so what he was saying is he's going to establish a place in the presence of God for human beings to be once again. That's what he really meant. He's going to go into the presence of God as the son of Adam and the daughter of Eve. He's going to go as one of us. And when he ascended, when he ascended, if you can imagine, in the presence of this magnificent being, you know, this magnificent being who, who human beings have been separated from since the time of Adam and Eve's sin, when Jesus ascended into heaven and took the seat at the right hand of God, he's there as one of us, fully God, fully man. 
Now, I didn't say this yesterday. I didn't say this yesterday. Um, but the incarnation did not stop when Jesus resurrected and ascended. He's still one of us. He's the son of man in heaven at the right hand of God. Now, why is that important? Why is that important? <laughs> okay, so now I want to I, I just talk to you about this phrase, in Christ. In Christ. You guys know what I... When we, the scriptures say we are in him or, or we are in Christ or we're united with Christ. You're familiar with that phrase? Yeah. yeah? Okay, so I just want to talk about that just a little bit. You might want to do a study, especially in the book of Ephesians or, or in Colossians. That's a phrase Paul uses repeatedly. But, but the idea goes something like this. If this is Jesus, if this is Jesus, okay, then because of my faith in Jesus, I am here. I'm, I'm, I'm in him, and I have entered into his inheritance. I have entered into all he has done and all that he is, okay? And so, so this, is the, this is the brother. This is the second Adam. This is the second Adam. This is the, this is the champion. Okay, this is the one who's defeated our enemy. Okay, and in him there is forgiveness of sins. In him there is all wisdom. In him there is everything we need for life and for, for fellowship. Like in, in him. Okay, we have entered into his relationship with the Father. So that same oneness he has, we can have. So there is, a, there is an identification. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that we as human beings, okay, I'm not, I'm not preaching sort of a, a humanistic message. So if you're hearing that, then I'm not choosing my words very carefully, okay? We cannot be God's people on this earth without faith in Jesus and the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. We cannot defeat the enemy on our own. We cannot extend the presence of God, the presence of God and the, the works of the kingdom without faith in Jesus and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. We just cannot. But at the same time, I want you to understand that your humanity is God's idea. Your humanity is God's idea. And everything about who you are in terms of your makeup, how he's made you, it might be diseased by sin, but the goal is to put that to death and then surrender yourself. Not empty your mind, but take that, 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 that fabulous mind that you have and, and offer it and say, Holy Spirit, I want you to fill my mind. You're not emptying it. You're just saying, Holy Spirit, I want you all of your capacities, all of your talents. You're not trying to get rid of it. You're simply trying to die to the sin that would motivate you to do something wrong with it. So you die to those impulses and then you say, here I am, here I am. And then allow the Spirit of God to anoint you and to work with you, okay? And, and, and it's because of Jesus, he represents the first of creation that has been fully redeemed. We're back to Genesis chapter 1 and 2 again. Okay. And the other, thing, the other thing that the incarnation of Jesus, it's so important to us, and I talked about this a lot yesterday, 
is that it is showing us that God really cares about creation. He cares so much about the created order that he has become part of it. And he, in he intends to redeem it all. And that's why the environment's important. That's why it's important for Christians to be involved in medicine and government and politics and media and every aspect of what society is. Okay, that's, pa that's passionately on the heart of God. And that could be a section you're called to, educating kids or, you know, whatever it is. And I want you to make the connection that just as you would be empowered and anointed by the Holy Spirit to preach from the scriptures, you could sit in a law, in a courtroom, and uh, argue a case, <laughs> or be a judge on the bench, or be a, you know, a mayor of a city, or a, or a kindergarten teacher, or a social worker, you know, and, and, and the same anointing is available to you to be God's person there, okay? So that's, those are some of the reasons why the incarnation is important, okay? God cares about our humanity. He's trying to redeem humanity. He cares about all creation. He's wanting to see it transformed. Okay. It's, it's not about just getting forgiveness for sin so that we can go to heaven someday. Okay. It's not about that. Although we have forgiveness for sin and we will be in heaven. That's where God dwells fully. Okay. Any comment or question about that? Are you, are you guys getting that? So is that good? Okay. So when you put your faith in Jesus, okay, faith in Jesus, what you need to see when you're, when you're worshiping, and, uh, and so often the cross, I know there's a cross here somewhere. Okay, it's over there. So often the cross is an amazing symbol for us in worship. Because what does the cross communicate to you? What does it communicate to you when you see the cross? Sacrifice, for, I heard some different ones. Forgiveness, yeah? Love, what was that? Redemption, okay. connected to God. Okay, so the cross is communicating something to your heart. Okay, what, and, and I think the cross is a great symbol, okay? I, I really do think it's a great symbol that catches an aspect of who, you know, of who Jesus is. But we also need to be like David, not David, excuse me, Daniel, okay? We need the Spirit of God to, to give us a vision, to give us a vision of Jesus, the Son of Man, in the midst of the Ancient of Days, who has been given authority for every people, tribe, and tongue. Okay. Stephen, when he died... Remember Stephen in the book of Acts, chapter 7? When he died, and, you know, the city is stoning him to death, right? He has, what, what, he has his heart is fixed on this, this, this vision of God and the Son of Man who's standing there, okay? And this vision of Jesus as the Son of Man... Now, I, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, too. Okay, remember Adam and Eve, they gave away their authority to the enemy. And Jesus, through his life and death and resurrection, he's regained that authority. OK, 
Okay. That's, so what you need to see is not God with authority, because of course God has authority. What you need to see is a human being like us and the fact that he is leading the way for us to become completely free. And he is asking us to be his people on this earth to free others. To free others. And that's, that's the vision you need in your heart. And, and last night, I found it so fascinating that, who's the guy that led us? Is it a guy named Kenny? Kenny? Yeah, there was at least five minutes where we just focused on the name of Jesus. Wasn't that amazing? Like, in your name, in your name, in your name. And then he kind of went into, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, well, if we're really going to be the people like who move in the name of Jesus, you know, who could who walk into neighborhoods and communities and with authority, not shouting at the top of our lungs, but with a real sense of authority in our spirit that God's kingdom is coming here. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a prayer we've been asked to pray in the name of Jesus. What was happening for you last night in the worship time? Anybody? And I guess we're taping, so we might need to pass the mic around here. But what was happening? I think there was also some laying on of hands and praying for you. Is that right? For an impartation of faith. So can we share a little bit just what... What was last night for, like for you? Got some kind of bug going on over here. Okay. Um, I just thought it, was, I thought it was really awesome. I just, I really felt, um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it was different. It was really cool. And can, can you put some words on what were you aware of? Um, I just felt like the air was really thick. Um, and um, I was just like all warm and like tingly all over. And I don't Okay. Like okay. I felt like God was right there, you oh, know. Okay, felt, so you felt a nearness of God. Uh, the yeah, the presence, presence of God. God. Yeah. Okay. It was really cool. Okay, good. Thank you. Someone else? Yeah, in the back. I felt like an overwhelming joy of his presence. Okay. Like I couldn't, I couldn't stop smiling because okay. like, yeah, the joy of the Lord was upon me, I guess. Okay. Okay. Now, when you say joy, like one of the, why, why is some of the fruit of the spirit joy and peace? Okay, why is it? It's, again, if you just let your heart take this in, it's, it's because we are in the midst of this presence. And there is a link, your spirit, to God's spirit. And, and there's, an, there's an overwhelming, as, as your soul becomes awake to that, there is a gratitude and a joy and a, and a, and a peace and, a, and then a lot more. <laughs> Tingly and, you know, there'll be a few other things. So, others, yeah. Yeah, like um, the Holy Spirit last night was totally moving in that place, like intense. Yes. Um, two people got saved that I brought with me up from Kona, which was awesome. Yeah, like they got delivered and then saved. 
and yeah, like the Holy Spirit was totally present and moving people last night. Like it was so good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for me. Yeah. Like the Holy Spirit was moving in me and like speaking into other people. And yeah, I don't know how else to explain it except for like, yeah, like he was in me and just like, like just moving. Okay, so I don't know. You, you, in the midst of that worship, you were sensing the Holy Spirit and you were getting some sort of what, prophetic words or yeah, words yeah. encouragement or yeah, I got prayers a, to pray? Yeah, prophetic words like all night, which was really good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. For someone else. Oh, yeah, now we got some hands. That's great. We'll go here and then there. It was like at the, starting out at the beginning of the night, I find myself having to like choose to engage in worship a lot. Um, and last night when he started just having us just pray out and, and sing out what we know of the Lord and tell what we believe of the Lord, like as I would just cry out words that I know and that are biblical, my heart started engaging. And then through that, the Lord just kept reminding me that the kingdom of heaven would be advanced by violent men and just understanding the whole principles of abiding just kept getting whispered in my ear again. So I really felt the, the Holy Spirit just reminding me of things about him. So it was just really good to engage with it. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Just, I just want to pick this up and then I'll... Then you can go. So remember when he had us declare, you know, what, what we believed, you know, what we believed. And, and that was both in terms of what we believed about God, but also what he'd spoken to you, if he had given you a particular word. And, and just, oh, thank you. I know that's going to start. I should probably just let it restart. Let me just do that, because it's going to pop up every five minutes or so. Okay, and let me go ahead and make this invisible so you don't have to watch it. Okay. Okay, so, so this whole idea of declaring who God is and declaring who Jesus is and really declaring who you are you know, that you are here with him and dwelt by him. That declaration, that is the beginning of faith. That is the beginning of faith. And so, so, so finding a way to continually reminding your heart, to remind your heart that these things are true is important. Okay. What's going on now? Oh, gosh. Thanks. I'll just... Yeah, that's the beach by my house, okay. So, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so yesterday, um, yeah, there's like, I think we were praying for fire during worship, and yep. like, yeah, all of a sudden, like, just like this burning thing right here in my heart, and just like, it like spread throughout my body, and I just felt like, wow, like, what is this? And yeah, just like, so crazy, and yeah, just let go of everything, and I just, you know, just worship God, like, because he is, yeah, he's worthy of all our praise, and just like, yeah, like, like unashamed worship, and yeah, and then um, towards the end, like after, um, like Lauren Cunningham, like, you know, you went around praying for people and yeah. just for increase of faith. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, Jesus, you're like right here dancing with me. Like you're here, like, you know, praising with me. Like, you know, we're praising you, but you're like, you're with us, like dancing with us. Yes. And like, yeah, and then towards the end, I like, I just felt like, yeah, reach out your hand. So I did, like my left hand. And then like, you know, I was like, yeah, touch my hand. And then like, yeah, just just like this warm, like, I don't know what, it wasn't like physical, but it was something like okay. on the palm of my hand. Like I was just like, oh my gosh. So, and yeah. that was Jesus. Yeah. 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 Jesus. See, this is what the Holy Spirit does. He makes Jesus real to us. Yeah. 
He makes him real to us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Others, yeah. I get this one. Well, yeah, the, the two kids that uh, Chris Derrick got to come, um, I was sitting next to them, and the Lord, like, I wanted to see, like, the like the Spirit poured out on them. I just, like, cut, like could just visualize, and it was just like, yeah, Lord, just pour it out. And then it was just like, all right, I need to pray for them. It's like he wanted me to, like, engage and just pray for them and just, like, to be a part of that and not just see it happen, but, like, yeah, be a part of that. And, yeah, just stepping out in faith and praying for them. It's not like I just met them, but, I mean, they took a big step in faith by coming. Yes. Which is like, man, that's so much. That They're young, too, and it's just, yes. like, a big step. And yes. it's like, if why can't we take that small step to pray for them or just, yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And it is, you know, it, you might have led many people to the Lord, okay? And, and, and if you have it, hopefully on outreach you will, okay? You'll have that opportunity. But when you take some of those scriptures that we were looking at earlier this week and realizing what's happening is that these, is it two guys? Those two guys, when they came last night, they had a dead spirit. They're like that foot that was cut off laying on the street in Amsterdam. Desperate. You know, for some, you know, for the, the foot itself was desperate for blood that would bring oxygen, right? But they're desperate. And, and as, as God worked last night and they said yes to Jesus, an amazing miracle took place. And God's very spirit joined their spirit. And there was this, this life, you know, that began. And you guys were involved in that. And that is, that is just amazing. That is amazing. Do you realize that Jesus could not, when he lived here, when he did his ministry for three years, he raised Lazarus from the dead, but he could not, he could not make any human being's dead spirit live. All the things he did, all the miracles he did for three years, he could not make a dead spirit live. Do you know why? Because he hadn't died yet. He actually had to die and resurrect and ascend, and then he's given us the Holy Spirit, and we get to do that. That is cool. That's what he meant by greater things than I've done, you will do. I mean, that is just so cool. Okay. Uh, um, like yesterday, like, I got really distracted, and I was, like, trying to, like, focus in on God, and then um, I was just, like, praying, and um, I started, I was then sitting in the back, and then I... Um, like towards the end of worship, like I started dancing with this little girl and I felt like I was supposed to go find my parents and they're about to leave. I was like, oh, like come dance and like it took a long time to persuade them. Like my mom's like, oh, my back hurts or blah, blah, And like, but eventually it was just like my parents and like um, three of my siblings and we were just all and dancing with other people, like crazy dancing, like in the back. And I felt so much joy. It's just like no distractions. It's like just complete joy and just like engaging in like worship and just seeing weird dance moves from my parents, like it was really a blessing, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then it made me realize like how far our family came to together, like through, through God's love. And through God's love. Yeah, because we, I would never imagine like us dancing like that a couple years ago, so. Yes, wonderful. And so, and did you, and even as you're describing it, are, was, can, did your heart, was your heart getting stronger? Oh, you mean right, last night? Yeah. Um, yeah, it just felt more, like, at peace. Like, because I was like, oh, why am I, like, so distracted? Why is it hard to focus? And then it was just, like, letting go and just, being, like, 
indulging in all the just like it was just like joy like that was it, it was just okay because like, yeah. it says in Ephesians chapter 3 that the spirit of God is working in our inner man to strengthen us and so I just want you to connect when you experience that strengthening what is you know what is is facilitating that strengthening and so that's what it sounds like through all that fun in the presence of God as you worship there was there was something happening to your heart really filled with joy okay yeah Oh, um, I just forgot to mention that, um, I don't know, I just felt really alive and um, just overwhelmed and so much so that like when I left, I had to go to the prayer room and like still be with God. You know what I mean? Like yes. I just, I didn't want to leave that spot. Um, and I just really felt the presence of, of the Holy Spirit in like in that whole place. Yes. It was really real. And I could just see it on people's faces, you know, there was this freedom in him and like, it was awesome. Yes. And, um. I don't know, God really revealed something big to me in the prayer room, so it was cool. Okay, so you don't have to give us the detail, yeah. but something personal, something about yeah, your relationship personal. with him? Yeah. yeah, it was personal. Yeah, great, thank you. Thank you, next to you, right next oh, to you. Okay. sorry. Um, I guess I, this is kind of a question, Okay. but it's like, yeah, I felt like there's so many influences on like what your feelings, like whether it's the music, if it's like loud or soft, or like the style, and it's like, like me personally, I didn't feel anything last night, and I was like striving. I'm like I'm like saying faith, 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 but I couldn't get myself into it. But then I was just like, it's not a, like the goal isn't the feeling. But then I was kind of confused. Like I was getting frustrated with like I don't understand what faith is, and like when they're talking about impartation, like if it's a gift from God or if it's like me striving, but. When I strive, it kind of feels like a worldly thing, like performance-oriented, like I need to work for this, but then there's no grace. And so for me personally, I was like getting frustrated. And I'm like, is it, is it just me or the music? And then they always talk about like, even if they're just singing hymns up there, you should be into it. But I was like, I, I don't know. So I get frustrated with that question too. So. Thank you. Thank you for your, your honesty. Anybody else have a similar kind of experience last night? So there's a few of you. Great. Thank you for your honesty. Um, does anybody want to address that? Anybody have a response to that or want to add to that? What would you say? Yeah. This might be just another question because um, um, I wondered, uh, there's so many colors of the uh, uh, faith. It, even in the uh, Christianity, there's some doctrines which is different from that, different from that. And also I, I thought that not only the God, but also the person's spirit is combined. Uh, when, if somebody is uh, like a, a prayer for you, and I felt like uh, Maybe it's not only the God, but the, uh, the person who put the hand on me, coming together inside to me. I was not sure whether it's 100% God or is it combined with God and that person's spirit together. And that, that became my question. Okay. A little bit confused. Okay. Okay. Um. <coughs> Let me start back here, okay, with some of the comments that you made. Um, in a time of worship, in a time of worship, what is most important is not, not 
focusing on the feeling that, you're, that you have, but on God. And when we focus on God, we are using our mind to do that. Isn't that right? And so, so I just very consciously, um, if the worship music, the worship lyrics have some, you know, they're highlighting some aspect of his goodness or graciousness or Jesus or, you know, whatever it is, then, then I, just, I just focus on that. Now, I have, I have developed a, a way of, of um, you know, I have an awareness of this picture that I'm painting for you. So in the midst of worship, there is just a sense of I'm included in this fellowship with God and that the Holy Spirit's in me. And so part of my question for the Holy Spirit is what else do you want to reveal to me, you know, about who God is? And then to just speak out my gratitude, my thankfulness, okay? And for me, it doesn't matter what kind of music it is. I, I, I like certain music more than I like other music, and certain music can help facilitate a more feeling experience for me. But, but yeah, so, so I, sort of, I sort of start there. Um, la- last night, the, when Darlene brought her message on faith, what I understood her point was was um, God might speak a word of instruction to you. You know, he might give you some direction, um, like buy that castle. (laughs) And he might give you a specific way to do it. Make sure you pay cash for it. Okay, that's what, in Youth with a Mission, we just call that the word of the Lord. And when you're certain the word of the Lord has been spoken, then you respond in faith to that. And so, so a part of the prayer last night and the prayer for one another is if you had a word of the Lord, something God has spoken to you, okay, and, and, but your faith is, is waning, it's getting less and less, you're, 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 you're unbelieving or you're doubtful, then, then part of the prayer was to ask for the Spirit of God to stir up your faith. And the way he would stir up your faith is to simply remind you he's the one who spoke it. He's the one who spoke it. And so, so that's part of what the theme of last night was about, okay? Now, if you, if, if you were thinking about a particular situation that isn't so much a word of the Lord to you, but maybe it's an issue or a struggle you had, okay, and you're wanting faith, you know, to believe that God's at work in your life in that way, then, then what you would need is to, is to remind yourself of what the scripture says, you know, and that would be anything like Jesus forgave me of those sins. He broke the power of that sin. I have been included in this fellowship. There is no need to fear. You know, the Spirit of God is at work in me. So based on those kinds of scriptural truths, okay, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So your heart needs to be fed by that, you know, by, the, by that truth, by that reality, and then, and, and, then this, and then your heart begins to respond in faith. Does that make sense? If I say it that way? Okay, so then what happens when someone lays hands on you? And so that's part of the question there. Well, if Lauren laid hands on you last night, he has a human spirit like you, and his human spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. And one way God works is through the body of Christ. And so it's very clear in scripture, it's scriptural that one person can lay hands on another person and pray for that person. And through that prayer, there's an activation of the Holy Spirit in you. 
Okay, now why? Why? It's simply because God is wanting to reinforce that you are not alone and that we are to be here for one another. And if, if, if every time God moved in my life, it happened when I'm in my secret closet, then I don't need you. <laughs> you know, but the Trinity is three in one. They interact with one another. And God wants us, the body of Christ, to interact with one another. And so there are times when God just says, okay, you know, pray for. And so the Spirit of God is leading me in such a way to activate the Holy Spirit that's in my brother here. Okay? And that's a combination. I mean, so I can't say, is that God? Is that Lauren? I mean, they're partnering. <laughs> it was, you know, Lauren's voice is what you heard. Hopefully he didn't, like, do some weird thing and, you know, change his voice. And <laughs> there was a time in church history people did that. They had their prayer voice and then they had their normal talking voice. But, you know, it's, you know, I don't, anyway, without being critical, I'm sure Lauren didn't change his voice when he prayed for you. Okay, so does, does that help? Okay, so, so in a worship time, um, when you're not feeling it, okay, when you're not feeling it, I, I, honestly, I have, there's, there was a long time I just was very passive in worship, very passive, and so it was either a good worship time or not a good worship time, depending on if I was feeling it. And I realized every worship time can be rich. It just has different results. It just has different results. And to just, you know, set your mind on God and then just declare his goodness, his gratitude, his thankfulness. And that, honestly, you're positioning your heart to, to increase in the Holy Spirit. You're positioning your heart to increase. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like maybe the Lord just gave me kind of a picture that could help maybe explain a little bit. Like I, I feel like, um, so... Maureen is coming here to speak in the school, and as she comes here to speak in the school, we pay her money to do that, and she's traveling from, I don't know where she's coming from, but South Africa, she goes and, and travels a lot of places. That's a pretty far trip. That's, that's, a, that's a sacrifice to get on there and come, so it's like in that, we are paying her to come speak. So let's tie that back to the worship. So let's tie the money aspect to, um, to our faith, our, our feelings. Okay, I don't, um, and then, but I know that Maureen is coming to speak in the school. It's not necessarily about the money. It's about the fact that she's teaching us to learn more for us to experience more about the Holy Spirit. So it's like, and so I was thinking, it's like, okay, if she's not coming from the money, she's still getting the money. So it's like when we go into worship, we're still getting those feelings. But it's all about the purposes oh, that she's doing it for. Okay. The fact that she's coming here to teach us to engage in the Holy Spirit, to learn more about that. Because that's going to last. Not the money. Not the feelings. You know. So it's just like what she was saying. And I hope maybe that kind of tied in for some people. That is, it's about the long-lasting thing that she's saying, that when we, when we choose to engage, that's when, like, we're going to, that starts building something in us that's going to last much longer than the feelings. Like, the money will last a short time. I already spent it. I had to pay for the yeah. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> the money will last, like, a short time like that, and that's kind of the feelings. The feelings can come and go, but what we gain from it, like, as she teaches us about the Holy Spirit, that's what's going to last, and that as we position our hearts in worship to just constantly be giving praise to the Lord, that's what's going to last. Okay. 
Yes. Uh, I completely agree with Ryan. So about what Eunice said, like yesterday, I didn't feel it, like a lot of people felt it, but it didn't bother me because, I don't know, it's not about me. And it was good just to be there and I was happy and peaceful, yes. even though I didn't feel anything like yes. streaming through my body. So okay. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, so it's not about feeling always. Okay, thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, uh, what I wanted to share was pretty much exactly what Elizabeth just shared. We can't go into worship anticipating a specific feeling, or any feeling for that matter, yes. um, because it's not about our feeling. It's about our Lord. Yes. And um, in that, he may bless us with a certain feeling, but in, in the end, it's about um, drawing closer to him and, and, and um, just seeing more of him. I mean, he's, he's given us all of him, yes. and... Um, we just need to understand that, realize that, and ask that he would just open our eyes to it because we, our eyes are so close to it, our, the eyes of our hearts, that is. Yes. And, then, um, and then with what Julie said and a couple other people shared, like the Holy Spirit was just dumping out last night and um, not just on us, but like giving us things, revelation and, um, and stuff. And, and uh, Julie, you said that somebody, or I mean that um, God just revealed something really big to you. Yeah. And then James um, was saying how, like, he, like God just revealed just this real, like, touching of Jesus. Yes. And then several other people, and myself as well, um, experienced um, other really big revelations and just confirmations from the Lord last night. And yes. I, there was just something about last night that was just wild. Like, I, I didn't, like, coming out of worship, I didn't have that super big feeling, but I knew that the Holy Spirit was, was there and and just working and and i just went and spent time with him and and sure enough he shows up he speaks um can i just say one more thing sorry um i used to when i first got here um i remember like the first time we worshiped i was like so like i just really felt the presence and everything and then ever since after that i was measuring how good worship was by how i felt and um god convicted me of that and he was like um it wasn't about that do you know what i mean so so basically, um, I just changed, I feel like you helped me change my perspective on worship. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's like what you guys were saying. That's an after. That's like a, a plus. It's like the icing on the cake. It's not, like, I realize that when I go into worship now, um, I just focus on what God has done for me. And if I just really think about that, I usually just, that's like my sweet spot. That, that's where I, that's how I, I can really get into worship and just really, like, even if the music isn't really what I like or, you know what I mean, if it's not my kind of music. Um, I just really focus on what God did for us yes. and just how we were praying out, like what we believe in. That's so important. Yeah. Like I just totally, I just feel like that really helps get engaged in worship and yes. stuff. So, Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, um, about last night and, you know, what we're talking about, feelings and everything. Because, um, you know, we're supposed to worship God with, you know, all of our hearts and, you know, like, through, like, our words, our actions, and everything like that. And it's, like, when there's an absence of, like, those feelings, like, those strong emotions, like, for me, it just feels like I'm making noise. Like, I'm not, like, pleasing God by doing that. And that's what really frustrates me. It's, like, yeah, like, it's not that I'm upset that I can't feel it, like, for myself, that I'm not feeling that rush. But it's, like, am I pleasing God or is this just, like, noise to him? Like, is this anything? So that's the part that frustrates me. Okay, so you're saying if you're not feeling anything but you're 
but but, but I'm singing it out. But you're singing out. So are you being is is that is that um, truthful? Is that you, yeah? You feel fake when you do that. Yeah, I feel fake, and it's like like I desire for it to be pleasing to God. Like I desire yes. to worship Him with my whole heart, but yes. it's like I don't feel like my heart's fully there, and that's what really frustrates me. Okay, okay. Thank you. Anybody can identify with that. Yeah, yeah. So. So let me just kind of make a comment and then see you can respond. Um, the, I, I understand what you're saying. And so I, as I understand worship um, and what it is that pleases the heart of God, you know, when, when we acknowledge his presence, I know you're here. I know you're with me. And I know the scripture says, and sometimes this is what I'll do. I, 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 if I can't say I know you're good, I'll say I know the scripture says you're good. <laughs> and, you know, Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> you know, help engage my heart. You know, so, so that kind of honest conversation, you're still setting your heart on him and you're, you're acknowledging his reality, but you're also being real about, I'm not feeling it right now, but I know this is true. And that's pleasing to him. That's pleasing to him. Okay. Uh, somebody, did you want to say something else? Um, yeah, just something real quick. Like, because I remember in some like worship bands, they'll say like, if you don't mean these words, like we would prefer that you wouldn't sing. And like, there's something about like words have power too. And it's like when I choose to say it, like I want to own it. Like I don't want it because like anyone on the street can just say I believe in Jesus, but it's like it's what's behind the word too. So it's yes. almost like if I if I don't know that I'm saying with my all, all my heart, like I don't want to just say empty words yes. too. Yes. So I think that's another thing is like, because sometimes you can just repeat your in your head like the truth of the word and the scripture, but yes. it can just feel like empty words in your yes. head. Yes. Yes. And I can appreciate that, you know, and and I love the fact that you're thinking about the words, you know, and you're saying, can I really say this with integrity in my heart? But but. But again, this is where I would engage the Spirit of God, you know, saying, I'm, I really can't say this, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, help my unbelief or, you know, whatever. But that, that fellowship, that interaction, that's, that's what he wants. Does somebody have the mic? And then we'll have, go ahead, you grab this. Okay. So, like, worship is, like, it's not like, you know, we go in so, like, we can get something. Like, we go because we want to, like, praise God. We want to. It's like love songs to God because he's worthy and like yeah like like before a lot of times like worship would be like like yeah I would seek that emotional like yeah like fuzzies but God isn't like he's not the fuzzies he's not like this warm feeling he can give it to you but like like I like to imagine like God sitting right in front of you and like you know if you're so worried about like you know yourself like oh God like you know like he's like there and he's like he's like come on like you know worship me and he doesn't even need the worship like really he doesn't like he doesn't need our worship, but, like, he loves it. Like, he loves how we, like, yeah, praise him and stuff. And he, like, wrote it on our hearts. If you see, like, like concerts and stuff, you see them, like, it looks like worship. Like, they have their hands in the air and all, like, they're not even focused on themselves. They're just like, wow, like, yeah, they're lost in the music. And, like, yeah, like, God wrote it on our hearts to worship him. And so, like, we go with, like, we go with expectancy, but not, like, but, but to, like, yeah, like, yeah, just align our heart with his. And, like, yeah, he's going to give us things. But, yeah, just, like, yeah.
but instead keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another, making melody in your heart. Okay? So this, this process of keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit, it's directly connected to worship. Okay? And, and he's not necessarily wanting us to be, you know, uh, walking around all day, you know, singing hymns to one another in some sort of strange way. <laughs> but what he does want us is to point one another to God and, and, and to stay aware of God and responding with God. And that is fundamentally the key to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I just want to throw that scripture in so you make a connection. Um, sometimes when I'm worshiping, maybe like half the time, maybe more than half the time when I'm worshiping, so I picture myself like on a stage and God, the Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are in the front row in the first three seats and they're the only ones in the building and I'm like singing to them and worshiping like all by myself. That's like, that's what I do. And like, I can see him like, like laughing at me or just like, or like joying and like clapping and just whatever. Doesn't like laughing at my goofiness or like whatever. And it's just like so good. So you're so aware their presence is right there with you. And yeah, I sing, yeah, I just like sing to them. That's yes. like, they're right there. Like I'm on the stage and I'm singing to them. Uh, okay, I just feel about the the worship because God uh, teaches me a lot about worship this week. So I just learned uh, about uh, that God said to me, "If you want to worship, you must come with the pure heart." So and then He 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 asked me, "When you come to worship, so what your expectation?" So I just said, "I don't know God." So that's God say, "Yeah, when you come, you must don't have expectation. There's a pure heart." So because this is like a just be, this is about God. If you say this is about God, this is about Jesus, so you don't need to expectation to come. So this is not about me. So I learned what, and then God is me when I saw kids where the children pray. I saw them in the Ohana court, and then he pray, and then after that, they play yo-yo. And then I said, oh, Lord, what the heck is that? But the Lord say, uh, you know, most I listen, they pray. So I just ask, why God, why you listen to prayer? They just pray for one, two minutes and they, they play yo-yo and play the doll and other things. But God said, they come with the pure heart. They don't expectation anything. Uh -huh. They just come and pray and just believe. Yeah. And then uh, God said in the Bible, you know, when the Paul said, uh, even though God leave me, I will not leave God. Even though God, God take his presence to me, I will not leave God because I am not I am, but God live in my. So I must kill my mind. I must kill my body, so let my soul is burning. So uh, and then God asked me, okay, most I will ask you some question. If you don't feel my presence, I will take my presence for one years. Are you still praise me? Are you still worship me? And he said, I will. I don't care about that. I just believe with kids, like kids prayed with the pure heart, Just like that. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead and pass it this way. Yeah. I just uh, wanted um, a clarification on something that was shared like a half hour ago. 
Uh, it said, while, while you, you said, while Christ was on earth, he was unable to make a person's dead spirit alive. Yes. And uh, you said, when he suffered on the cross, death on the cross uh, <clears throat> and resurrection, or just death on the cross, was that made open to us? Yeah, the, you, can't, you, don't, you can't separate what Christ did. If he just died on the cross but didn't raise from the grave, mm -hmm. then he'd be dead man in the ground. So, okay. Yeah, so it has to be the, the, the death, resurrection, and actually the ascension. Okay, so it's the whole, it, it, it's the whole package of what he did okay. that, that is the gospel. And it's only faith in the gospel that you receive the Spirit of God for your, uh, and then, you, yeah, then you're made alive. All right, I just wanted to clarify okay, that. Thanks yes. a lot. Yep, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, um, tell me some things about, uh, just from this week, not that it might be new to you, but about the person of the Holy Spirit um, and what has been fresh for you or maybe new for you, maybe strengthened for you. Um, um, yeah, I've, I'm pretty much aware of the presence of God, but nothing actually, like, I don't know, my spirit is never really stirred up. And uh, I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday, I went to the prayer, oh yeah, it was Tuesday. And I was just like hit in the face with like the violence of God's love. And yeah, it was amazing. I was just like shaking and there was this girl prophesying over me and just every single word out of her mouth was what I needed to hear. And just, yeah, it's just like, I, I've known of the Holy Spirit, but it's just, yeah, it's an actual friendship now, or an actual, yeah, relationship. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You actually only said it, like, briefly in one sentence, and I think it was the first day. Um, but it really hit me heavy that the Holy Spirit is also satisfying. Um, that has been complete new revelation for me. That, that if that's the only thing we find our satisfaction in, and that's the only thing we find our delight in, that's all you need. Yes. It's just been so good to genuinely take in that satisfaction. And even even in worship, like I, like I mentioned, I have trouble engaging, but right away just saying, God, I'm just going to be satisfied with whatever it turns out to be today. Yes. You know, I'm just going to thank you for it. Yes. It's so good, and yes. I delight in your goodness. And yes. oh, It's just been good. Okay, good. Yeah, so like this week, I don't know what it's been before, but like I just haven't felt the full release of the Holy Spirit. And then this week on Tuesday, um, <clears throat> I got like this word spoken over me about a dam that had been holding back living water. And there was like a plug in the dam and it got released. And like living water's just been spilling and like gushing out everywhere. And like the Holy Spirit's just been moving at me like the past like three days, like never before. Like I've never seen it like this before. Like he granted me the gift of prophecy and I've just been speaking good words over so many people and it's been like so good. Yeah. Like, like I've never seen the Holy Spirit's just been like wrecking me. It's been so awesome. Um, so, like, after that experience, one I just shared, 
the next day I was like, I could really hear and was, I felt I was led by the Holy Spirit and different things like throughout the day. But then the next day, just like this depression and heaviness came over me. And I don't know if like, it can be, if you don't like fully commit and you can like, you know, just drop back down or I don't know what, that, if that has to do any with it or. Um. Yeah, emotions are, you know, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, um, they're very, they're, what's the word I want to use? Fickle, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just, you, you can't, re- just, you can't read a lot about, you know, read a lot into emotions, really, if I say it that way. So um, now I'd need, I would need a whole conversation with you to go to, to, to find out what else is going on in your thinking. It could have been attack of the enemy. It could have been, you know, a variety of different things. Okay, so, so that's where you've, you've got, if you remember my diagram, the spirit of God is in your spirit. And matu- as you're maturing as believers, you're able to sense him. You can sense the joy of the spirit even when you're sad. Right? You can sense the hope of God even when you're grieving. Okay? It's something deeper than emotions that you're, you're developing an awareness of that then the, the, the more human realm of emotion that you feel, that kind of goes up and down. Okay? So, so, but I would need to, you know, to really answer your question, I'd have to go there. Okay, well, there's, um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit um, from the book of Acts and, uh, and just bring in some of that, some of those scriptures. Some of you had questions about that earlier, but go ahead. Uh, just uh, shortly, what was the reference uh, where Christ said, you will do things greater than I have? John 14 and the first couple of verses. Thank yeah. Okay, so, um, and I'll just tell you the, a little bit of the, the stories from the book of Acts, and, um, and you can look at the scripture later. Okay, but when Jesus ascended, that's in Acts chapter 1, and he says to his disciples, you know, I'm ascending, um, go into all the world, preach the gospel, but wait until the promise of my Father has been given to you. And so they waited in Jerusalem, and they waited for 10 days. And and from the scriptures, it says 500 people received a resurrection appearance of Jesus. Okay, so 500 people he appeared to after he resurrected, but only 120 actually went into the room and waited. And so there's 120, and it's men and women Okay, and it's, it's of course, the, the, the apostles that have been following him, minus Judas. Um, but it's others that have just gathered in that room. And uh, they're waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, uh, actually while they're waiting, you know, they realize they need to replace Peter, not Peter, Judas. And, uh, and so they make some sort of a decision by flipping a coin or the equivalent, <laughs> they draw straws, and, uh, you know, and, and you never see anyone in the church, you never see anyone in the scriptures after that make a decision that way, okay? See, but they don't have the Holy Spirit yet. They don't have this indwelling presence who's going to speak and guide and lead and teach. So, you know, that's kind of an Old Testament way of making a decision. 
Oddly enough, or interestingly enough, the, the guy they appointed to be the apostle, replacing Judas, you never hear of him again. So it's quite possibly he wasn't God's choice for whoever, you know, should have been in that leadership role. But, you know, when the day of Pentecost came, the, you know, they were, they're, all their senses were aware. They were just aware. And now why would that be important? Why would that be important? Well, obviously God is trying to get their intention. So the building's shaking, there's wind, they see something, you know, and, and, and it's in their hearts, while they've, they've been waiting, 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 and now they're like, whoa, like what is this? Now, now what started was a flame, you know, a flame of fire that came and just kind of hovered over them, like if it would be right here. Now, fire to Jews would, would be equated with the, the presence of God or the Shekinah glory of God. And, and the presence of God in that way is a really scary thing to Jews. Okay, up until this moment in history, any human being that has gotten really close to God, like gone into the temple, into the Holy of Holies, they've died or they got leprosy. <laughs> Or, you know, it's, it, it, the presence of God was a scary concept to them. And they didn't fully understand what Jesus had done through his life and death and resurrection. And so here now, you know, this flame of fire comes into the room. And the next thing that happens is the flame begins to separate. And, 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 and a flame goes over every person in the room. Every person in the room. Now... Now, as you were watching that happen, okay, if that were happening for us right now, see, probably in your mind, you'd think, okay, everybody's going to get this flame, right? Because we kind of know the story, but they don't know that. They don't know that. So, so, so as the flame begins to separate, they realize it, 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 the flame is over the youngest in the room. The flame is over a woman, <laughs> The flame is over somebody that wasn't one of the 12 apostles. Like, how could that be? And then before long, the flame indwells. So they feel, and I'm sure they felt it, okay? This, this energizing of the Spirit of God within them where they became alive. Where they became alive in their spirit. They, they knew they were rescued from darkness, you know, and come into this amazing presence here. Okay, this amazing presence. And then the next thing that happens is that they, you know, they spill out onto the streets and the people of the city are listening to, to them. And the people of the city are hearing God being praised in their own, in their own language. In their own language. Okay, now it's very difficult to, to know exactly what's happening there. Okay, so, so the, there's, a, there's 120 of them, but there's thousands on the street, okay? So is it that every one of the believers is actually speaking, you know, a different tongue and a person from that part of the world is actually hearing it, <laughs> hearing their own language? Or are the believers just speaking different languages, but the people have a miracle happening in their hearing, but, and they're hearing God being praised in their mother tongue. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's the first occurrence of one of the things we call, we, we call speaking in tongues. Okay, so without, um, yeah. What was amazing about that 
is up until this point in history, the Jewish thinking was God only spoke Hebrew. He only spoke Hebrew. And when you prayed, you prayed in, 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 in Hebrew. Okay, and the thought that you could praise the living God in the tongue of some pagan, no way. No way. And the first move of the Spirit of God was a statement to the whole city of Jerusalem that this is a God of all people. And everyone's included, male or female, young or old, from every tongue and every tribe. And that's how the church was born. That's how the church was born. Now, many of you guys have asked questions to me privately about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and so I want to just try to talk about that a little bit and see if you have some questions. Okay. We all have this indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in us. Isn't that right? If you put our faith in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you. There is a denomination or two that believes if you do not speak in tongues right now, um, you can receive that gift of tongues, and with that gift of tongues, you move into a new stage of being energized by the Holy Spirit. Okay? But even if you were, like if I were to pray for you right now, and you received the gift of tongues, and if I was from that denomination, I would say, oh, now you've been baptized because you speak in tongues. I would still say to you, you have to continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just because you can speak in tongues now doesn't mean you don't need to submit your heart and be asking for an infilling regularly. Okay. That's, but, but, but this phrase, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it, they specifically mean um, you'll get some extra measure of, of empowerment from the Holy Spirit if you speak in tongues. Okay. Is there anybody from a church like that? That's your denomination or your background? Okay, nobody. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, so, um, so, so, so without then going into that specifically, I, I want to talk about then this, this idea of the laying on of hands and the activating of the Holy Spirit. I believe that is biblical. And I believe some people will speak in tongues, but I don't think everybody has to. Okay. Now, as I've prayed for you guys throughout the week, and actually even last night as I was watching several of you in the, in the, in the area of worship, um, I found it interesting that yesterday was the 100th anniversary of the, was it the 100th anniversary of the Moravians? I found that very, very interesting. I also find it interesting that your school is going to, you know, five or so locations that are quite diverse in terms of the ministry opportunities and the languages that people speak. But there, there's something broad, there's a broad calling. I'm just asking the Holy Spirit for something a little bit more specific here. I don't know what God might have been saying to you or some of you last night in terms of um, maybe directional words or dreams that might, you might have in your heart or, or a sense of what kind of fruit will my life bear. Um, 
I know you need to encounter Jesus like my brother described last night, that Jesus wants to make himself that real to you, that real to you. He also wants you to know without a shadow of a doubt that you have been included in this place of fellowship and that you have this indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in you. But there's a whole measure, there is a whole measure of release of the Holy Spirit um, that you have not yet walked in. And yet you're on the verge of it. You're on the verge of it. And maybe that's for you individually, but I think it really has to do with you as a school. And that was that, you know, all week long as I've been with you in the bigger group, um, I have so wanted to just be with, with, with the separate groups. So I had an opportunity to even take in who's really a part of this school. And, and, and I'll do the same for the call to all, but I'm speaking to you right now. And, and there's, there's something that God has for you. Now, next week, you guys are going into a, a teaching with uh, Andrew Dutton on, um, I think it has to do with sin and repentance and the cross. And that's a very, very important week. And the reason it's important is because sin, unconfessed sin, it really hardens your heart. So even though you're dwelling in the presence of God, indwelt by the Spirit of God, unconfessed sin makes it harder for you to really receive. The other thing Andrew will talk about has to do with when someone has sinned against you, have you forgiven them? When someone has sinned against you, have you forgiven them? And sometimes the people that have sinned against us are important people to us. And sometimes they've sinned against us in horrific ways. And that has left deep, deep, deep wounds in our heart. And forgiving them is not easy. But, but it is so important to, to, to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, to find that grace, to really find that grace, to forgive them. And as you forgive, there is a release um, there is an opening, there is a softening of your, of your heart so that the Spirit of God can fill you even more. And so when I started this week, I had this clear word, was guard your heart. Guard your heart. Take care of your heart. You know, your heart is your responsibility. What you set your mind on, what you're thinking about, what your feelings are responding to. You know, you're not a victim. You're not a slave. You're a human being made in the image of God with the dignity and ability to control yourself. And if you're acting any less than that, the enemy is lying to you. <laughs> He's lying to you. Dar said something last night about if you think you're too broken, you know, if you think somehow the experiences that you've had has somehow disqualified you in some way, that, that, is, a, that is a lie of the enemy. You, and I'm sitting on this stool because I'm intentionally trying to communicate. I am in the presence, fully included, swimming in their fellowship, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. 
You, you were made to relate to the Father in the same free way that Jesus related to the Father. That same kind of dependency. And I, and I just, I say this prayer for you. Maybe it's sort of a prophetic word. But I pray that your spiritual ears would open. Your spiritual ears would open. That any confusion about hearing the voice of God or any, any kind of distraction from your heart taking in the reality of his presence with you and his instruction, his wisdom that is coming to you. I, I, just, I bind the enemy now in the name of Jesus, and I see even the Spirit of God as it were with, you know what a Q-tip is? Yeah, just dipping in, in some kind of oil, a healing oil that is just ministering to not this physical ear, but the ear of your soul. And I believe this, this word or this experience, what's your name, by the way, in the back there that saw Jesus or touched Jesus? James. So this, this thing about, about touching Jesus... Um, you know, as I prayed for you, I, I, the, the story of Paul on the Damascus Road just kept coming back to me. That, that, that somehow, maybe you already have as a school, maybe it's yet to come as a school, but, but you're encountering Jesus in a way that you know that you know that you know that he is risen and ascended and that you are seated with him and he is the one who is sending you out for the rest of your life, not just on outreach. And that you're going in his name to extend the kind of ministry he did with love and compassion in humility, but with authority to silence the enemy. Do you guys have outreach teams later? That's what you do this next hour after this? You know, every nation, I, I know it's back here, just let me have a quick look. So Thailand, Afghanistan, China, New Zealand, whoa, Israel, yeah. You know, there are strategies of the enemy to keep the peoples in their land in bondage, just as there's one in this land, United States. Strategies to keep people in bondage. One of, my, one, of, one of the most interesting outreach experience I had that had to do with intercession was I lived with my team in a, in a mud hut in the middle of hundreds of Africans. They were Muslim, animist, combination animist Muslim. And uh, we lived in this compound with hundreds of little mud huts all around us. We had no running water. You know, the guys had to go in the morning with all the other women of the village and get the big 
gallons of water. They'd put it on their head and walk back. Our guys would be carrying it two at a time. Girls couldn't carry it, it was too heavy. But these women are you know, carrying it home on their head. It was a phenomenal experience. We were there four months, and we were working with some missionaries who had been working in that community for years, and not one convert, not one Bible study. And there were two, kid, two kids, excuse me, two you know, 18-year-old European, two Dutchmen, who understood that they could, they, they understood spiritual warfare. They understood they could walk through that village and pray in the name of Jesus for the kingdom of God to come. And so every Tuesday and every Thursday, they walked up and down and anointed every hut for four months. Prayed in the name of Jesus for God's kingdom to come. And by the time we left, a church was born and people were coming into Bible studies. I mean, that is amazing. That is amazing. Now, what I, I've lost touch with those students. I want to know if they carried that practice into the rest of their life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit offers himself to you, offers himself, offers his ministry, offers his ministry. You receive it. And you receive it by saying yes and inviting it, but you also receive it by preparing your heart. You also receive him by, 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 by preparing your heart. You can't say, yes, fill me, Holy Spirit, and nurture an attitude of disappointment or frustration or criticism. You can't be saying, yes, Holy Spirit, fill me, Holy Spirit, and the next time, you know, check out the porn on your favorite website. Or you, it, it doesn't work that way. It, it just doesn't work that way. Now, this is, this is where I feel completely inadequate and extremely human. <laughs> and um, I, I have, you know, not too much time left with you guys. So I, I have to submit to you, I'm, I'm not 100% I'm not certain I'm, I'm bringing closure in the way that, you know, I might be missing the Holy Spirit a little bit here. Okay, so let me just say that.
You know, I, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, should I, you know, should, should I do something in terms of um, begin to pray for you now? You know, ask anyone who might want an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And, I, and I'm, I still have a little bit of a check in my heart to not go there yet and maybe not go there with me. And, I, and that's the part I'm just not sure if that's God or not, but I'm just going to have to uh, make a decision. So I, 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 instead, I feel impressed to just say to you, you be honest with God. Be honest with God. And, and I know that this imagery may not mean much to you, okay? I know it may not mean much to you. It may not help you. But please, please listen to, the, to what it's communicating, okay? And then you put it in a language or in a picture that might be helpful to you. But you guys, you are here. You're here in the full presence of God. You are here. And the Holy Spirit dwells in you. And you truly were made to live in love like Jesus. You truly have been. And I, and I just pray that your heart is captivated by that reality. And that faith grows in your heart. That faith grows in your heart. I pray next week when you consider sin... And maybe you are led to identify certain sins in your heart that you, would, you know that even as you, you talk about those sins, even as you identify them, even as you confess them, that you are here in the presence and that Jesus has truly forgiven you. I, those of you that struggle with issues... That, that feel like addictions, you want to change, but you're just not changing in that category, I pray you know you're here and that you are not alone. Okay, I'm, um, let's just, uh,
I, I, I would like to talk to some of the leaders for a minute. If we could have, why don't you guys come up? And um, you guys just kind of hang tight. We'll just see.